Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and my co-host has not taken his turn in Ark Nova in many weeks. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, why would you do that? Okay, okay. I, I'm Josh, and I have many bad uh, character flaws, but that's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> my character flaws that I will take turns with literally no knowledge of what I am doing, and then you <laughs> have to right. live with the consequences. <laughs> and that's not just for Arknova, to be clear. Uh, I'm I'm Jay, and I have officially given up on on book four of Red Rising. <gasps> no, really? How far? How far <laughs> were you? But here's the part that's going to make you excited, Josh. Okay, I don't know about this. This sounds like a setup somehow. I'm ready. No, you are legitimately going to be excited for this. Um, I decided to instead read something that my good friend Josh. And then also one of my friends, Sean, had been uh, recommending for a while. And I have started book one of the Rivers of London series. Oh, yes. Okay. This does make the failure of Red Rising worthwhile. <laughs> so, but now I got to know, Jay, should I, should I power through or not here? What are you telling me? I mean. How far did you get into book four? I... I would definitely finish book three, and I mean, I guess you can start book four and decide if you want to keep going. But it's a six hundred page book. Yeah, yeah, I'll finish book. book three. That's what, holy Moses! And, and there's like four more books coming too, isn't there? I don't know how many. I just know that I thought it ended at six, and um, book seven is about to come out. So, um, yeah, and I mean, it just. Um, I w- you asked how deep I was. I was sixty pages in, which oh, in a that's a, not too far. Yeah. In a normal book, that's like you know a fifth of the way in or something. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Only a tenth in, and so I was just like, you know what? I'm not really enjoying myself. So and and not enjoying myself isn't the right word, but it wasn't. I, I wasn't. Yeah, the um, juice was no longer worth the squeeze. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I am excited to. Uh, read something that's been recommended by uh, quite a few friends, and um, yeah. I always Has, forget that you have other friends with such good taste like me. It's, it's true. <laughs> um, has so Trevor? Does Melissa like urban fantasy, especially, or is like I, I thought I remember you saying that she really liked the Dresden Files. Um, and she just I, likes to read as well. But yeah, yeah. I mean, she's not going to turn down a book. Um, yeah, if she but, hasn't read River of London yet, she would freaking love it. Um, I, who's the author again? Uh, oh, it's a it's a British dude. I know that's really helpful. Um, she probably has. I don't recognize it as something she's read. But yes, like I Ben Aronovich, Aronovich, Aronovich. I don't know how you say it exactly, but I, I will say that. Um, I mean. So if I could describe the genre that my wife loves most, it involves um, uh, vampires, werewolves, and um, uh, probably a love triangle somewhere. So like, Jeez, what you it, literally just des- described the rivers of London, only it's in London instead of instead Chicago. Of, yes, yeah, instead of Chicago, right? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Dresden Files are her most are the the books that she likes the most she definitely sure. loves the dresden files and she's read all of them twice um but uh, i feel like you're I, describing I, i've read some of the novel that's like 
uh, the lady's like a werewolf, right? And she's like a detective yes. or whatever. Yes, yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Whatever that one is. Oh, what the wow. heck is that? Did she did she keep reading those? Oh yeah, she she's read all of them, I'm sure. Oh, interesting. I mean, when it got to the end, well, not at the end. As as it got deeper in uh, the series, it felt felt like it went less urban fantasy and much more graphic romance. But oh, that that wouldn't slow her down at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of it though. I'm I'm just I'm looking in the Kindle library. I was think I was hoping it would just pop right up here in my face. Yeah, it was. But she, she she's there's several different series that she's read like that. Yeah, that are in that same vein or whatever. Yes, yes. Like you, you put those things in the pot and cook it up. She will eat every bat last drop. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I will say that Rivers of London is not quite that, but uh, I mean, it but I do have think to be she exactly would. I do that. think she would enjoy it quite a bit. Still, gosh, I'm so mad. Uh, Patricia Briggs. Is Correct. the author of those? Yeah, there's so, there's another Cry series. Wolf, Hunting Ground, Burn Bright, Wild Sign. Yes, all of those probably multiple times. Yeah, there's another one I was thinking of that was. Yeah, Mercy Thompson series. That's what I, that's the name I was trying to think of. So that's yes, the name of the character. Yes, Mercy Thompson. It, that the, all those books are they're all the main character's name is Mercy Mercy Thompson. Oh, okay, and, okay. And all the Mercy Thompson books, she's read them all at least probably three times. Oh, yeah, there's quite a few of those. Jeez. Oh yeah. All right. Good to know. Well, I'm I'm curious to hear what you think of the end of book three, and I'm curious if you decide to go into book four and what you think of it, etc. Okay. Well, I guess it'll be a race to see if uh, you are giving me that feedback on Rivers of London first or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that is kind of interesting is that in book four, um, he uses a bunch of different point of view characters for the first time. Oh, that's so, interesting. So that's quite different then. Yes, it is. Hmm. Well, I'm sad, but I'm also like pr- kind of impressed that you're able to, you know, yeah. quit, quit a book. <laughs> cut, cut my I think I could do that now, but I, man, I couldn't have done that like even five years ago or 10 years ago. Like I just, I would hurt myself to finish a book instead. Yeah, I was, there was part of me that was like, maybe I need to just like buckle down. And, but then I was like, you know, I'm going to get at like two or 300 pages in and the sunk cost fallacy is going to (laughs) be so deep, all that stronger. So, Mm -hmm. um, so with discount games, Inc, um, (laughs) it's as, as, has this been on, I'm sure it hasn't been with you, uh, Josh, and I guess I'd be surprised if it is with you, Trevor, but have, if either of you heard any of the games workshop, the old world, uh, game that they're doing? No, no, I don't think think so. Uh, -uh. so basically they're, it's, it's launching this weekend and, um, is it, and and is it, uh, it's miniatures, tabletop miniatures, tabletop miniatures. It's basically, uh, so they had. I, I think it was Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Was that the name of the game before Age of, Age Sigmar? of Sigmar? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So basically, they're like, you know what? There's some money to be made from nostalgia. And <laughs> they basically are releasing a, a new edition of Warhammer Fantasy Battles with like, you know, it looks like the old models. You have like your trays of troops that are moving around, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so that's that's available now. Um, we didn't get quite as much. So how does it relate to the Age of Sigmar then? It doesn't really, as far as I know. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like Age of Sigmar was a hard reset of everything, and like this, this doesn't play at all with Age of Sigmar or you know, et cetera. It bas- it feels like. If Privateer Press was like, we're going to make Mark IV, and uh, instead just made Mark II, everything's everything's going to be new, everything old is dead, and then you know after five ten years they're like, you know what, there's still people who love Mark II, we're going to make a Mark II game. So, hmm. yeah, that is interesting. I mean, anyway, and did you say you nothing you get... said surprised me? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> 
So, and did you say you didn't get as much of it as you had hoped, Jay? Um, yeah, I would say that, uh, um, it, um, yes, on some of it, I, I got allocated down a little bit. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? Complain about it on your podcast. I mean, that's, that's about all you're going to do. I think. Well, tell people that they should email me when they, uh, know that they want something because they'll have priority and they will get the product when other people don't. And it's just a very wise thing to do. Actually, I, the main benefit is that they're getting a little bit better price than the general public, but I do expect it to sell out fairly quickly. So you don't also don't have to worry about it selling out. So that is also nice. There you have it. So Josh. Yes, Jay. Uh, I feel like, uh, you have the best idea of how we're going to proceed with this episode. Do you, do you want to, uh, direct us dangerous things that jay says on the podcast for a thousand (laughs) uh yes we're going to do a uh you know new year a christmas follow-up i think uh episode here so i have a couple of questions that my co-hosts haven't really been prepared for but maybe a little bit uh and we're gonna start with Yes, the best kind of questions. We're going to start with the question of, for your Christmas holiday, what uh, what is the top one or two gift that you received that you most enjoyed? Oh, you're going to add that to it? What, do you mean the enjoying part? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess you know, I'll, I have I'll to cover, I'll in, cover mine it. when we get to me. All right, all right. Well, I'll start since I am the one launching this question. And uh i'm i think i'll come back and have an extra one because i had talked about this gift already since i actually received it for my anniversary but my new uh board gaming table has been an absolute delight have you have you died died and gone to heaven josh yeah it's awesome now i can't remember if we talked about it but i also ordered chairs specifically to go with the board game table uh that are that are literally called church chairs so they are like total cushion everywhere cushion on the butt cushion on the back uh and so they ended up being awesome to sit on so i probably got i probably only got about six board games played over the course of the holiday season partly because my wife and i ended up pretty ill between christmas and new year so <laughs> that was the present i least enjoyed which was the virus you know but what um, uh what what flavor of sickness do you think you had just a, I think it was just a flu. I, I mean, my, my wife got so sick that she actually willingly took a COVID test. <laughs> and it was negative. And so I'm like, okay. I well, take it that's, is, that's something that she is not. She is much more reluctant to take them nowadays than, than she was, you know, back in the heyday. So, uh-huh. so I'm like, oh, man, she must be really sick if she's willing to do this thing. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but like I, I may be commissioning myself a, um, it's not mouse pad, but you know, there's a pad that you roll out in uh, on the inner lining of your game table, and uh, I'm, I'm like, oh man, I really want to get like branded <laughs> versions of this pad to roll out. <sighs> so, so that was that was my gift that I have enjoyed the most, and I look forward to many more uses of it. Uh, Jay. Um. And don't say cognac. No. <laughs> um, I'll I'll say Brian got me a a very nice uh, Disneyland jacket that um, was. <laughs> I, I, part of the reason why he uh, got it as a present for me was that the price tag on it was so ridiculous that that you never would have bought it for yourself. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. That's funny. Now I'm envisioning, is this like a Leatherman style jacket? A Leatherman, or... yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So can you letter in Disney things with it now? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't believe that Disney hasn't already tapped in that revenue stream. <laughs> I lettered in Splash Mountain today. Um, I I, <laughs> I think the, the thing that is uh, one of Disney's most ingenious um merchandising things is uh, i'm sure you've seen this josh but there's there's people who really get into disney pins yes 
Like, and they're like hanging on lanyards, and they're hanging up right. Like, am I or thinking like, of the right? Uh huh. Or they have like they have like a bandolier that, sometimes. They have like they? vests that are yeah. ent- entirely covered in pins, or <laughs> they'll have folders that are you know full of pins. But the part that is, you know, just like the perfect late stage capitalism <laughs> is, they have they'll have like a frozen pin set, right? And you have to buy it via blind booster boxes. What? And the pins will have... That does sound late-stage capitalism-y to me. The pins have different rarities. And so if there's like... Oh, gosh. One that you have your, <laughs> your heart set on, then Sorry. you could just be like buying and buying and buying. Trevor's tortured expressions are making this, this story <laughs> so good. I hate everything I just heard. <laughs> no, you don't, Trevor. You're a capitalist. Come on. I, yeah, I do. That's why there's eBay. I would, if I wanted a set, I'd go buy one that somebody else had already opened. But I just, I, I hate that they're like playing upon the rarity thing. It, it just upon human nature. Yeah. Okay, Trevor. All right. So I was going to state that my favorite Christmas gift was Dwellings of Eldervale until Josh put on the additional part of his sentence that I enjoyed. <laughs> because while I received Eldervale for Christmas, I did not get a chance to play it because my family snubbed me the entire week long. Also, I started a new job just two weeks before Christmas, had no time to take off, and therefore worked the entire time. Had oh, no- like through the break and stuff? I had no time to take off. I did not get. I got the day of Christmas off and the day of New Year's off. Those are the only two days I got off. You know what's funny? I'm realizing that the sickness that I got actually probably meant I ended up playing more games. Because <laughs> normally I would have ended up at the office. Like I, I actually did go to the office the day after Christmas, and then I was like, I'm not well. Like I should <laughs> probably not be here for my employees' sake. You know. Yeah. Kind of. And so since most of my kids are still at home, it was like. You know, oh, I could sit here on this comfy church chair and be sick, and so that I just realized that I probably did play more games because I was sick. So maybe I should just, you know, get extra flu shots before I mean, Christmas from now on. To be fair, like if I had pushed my kids and said, "Get off of the game I gave you for Christmas and come play a board game with me," <laughs> they would have done it. Um, but I didn't, you know, I said, Hey, let's, you know, a couple of times I said, we can play a game of, I well, the one I really wanted to play was we're, we're about five games <laughs> deep into our ticket, ticket to ride legacy game. And it's just really starting to get pretty interesting and I'm really enjoying it. And I think the kids are enjoying it too. So that was the one I was really wanting to play, but, um, I just, you know, I'd say, Hey, we're it gonna probably doesn't help that like you, your family will still be around post holidays too so like you know you could get back into a routine and play some of this stuff still probably right yeah but i mean keep in mind my daughter's 17 turning 18 here in just a couple oh, months like this is these are the last throws of everybody home okay i feel like you might have told us this already trevor but how long are how long have each game of ticket raid legacy been because uh, my family did also receive that uh for christmas courtesy of me so um, I'm trying to think of a. It's like some of. There's a few other legacy games that are similar. The first couple of games go very quickly, like like. Okay, I, almost like, like a, a tutorial, right? Um, in I mean, terms no, of length, not necessarily. Yeah, length. yeah, it's not a tutorial because if you've played Ticket to Ride before, the very first game of Ticket to Ride Legacy is just a game of Ticket to Ride. Like, um, there's some there's some nuance to it because it's much smaller. And there's certain things that there's no longest road and you don't get points for um, putting out um, longer train routes. Um, you're just trying to complete tickets. Tickets are your only points. Okay. So so it, it, it's it's even simpler, I guess, than a regular ticket to ride game. And the very first one is very quick. Um, as you proceed through the game, the board itself grows, right? Because it's, it's the Old West. So you start out at just the eastern portion of the of the United States. And then the, the, the map grows as you play games. Um, and you start with only, I think 20 trains or I think, and then you, every like second or third game, you add a few more trains. Um, so the game naturally gets longer as you go. So it's a little hard to answer that question, but I think we played the first one and it felt like 
maybe 20 minutes. And then the second one was probably more like 25 minutes. And then the last one we played might have been 35 minutes. They're still all pretty quick. It really doesn't take that long. But there, there's only four of us in our game. Um, so I guess it's going to depend on how many people you're playing with. But um, yeah, it's, it's it moves quickly. The the, the cool. in-game scoring and upkeep is is pr- probably makes. I didn't. I guess I didn't add that into my total time, right? So maybe it only takes 30 to 35 minutes to complete a round. But then you have counting up scores and recording them and opening the new packet of new stuff and reading the new rules and just all the other stuff. It it ends up being more like 45 minutes to an hour uh, when you get to about the fourth or fifth game. So, but it's all well worth it. It's been really fun so far. No, that's awesome. Well, I, I am. That is one thing I'm a little sad about. I don't think that my crew, we won't get into it until probably May, April or May type thing, but. But I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Yeah, I expect that we'll be done with ours by then. It's good. You can warn me of any potential pitfalls then. Uh, I will say that, um, well, after you've started, come back, because you won't remember this, I don't think. But Okay. Uh, <laughs> there is an issue in the rules where I misread the rules, and we still ended up playing it right, but on accident. Um, okay, interesting. So, uh, as you expand the map, you're only really allowed to expand the map into connecting locations. And that okay. that makes that makes sense, right? Sure, sure. That's not at all how I read it when we first started. I completely misread it. Luckily enough, we didn't choose any locations that weren't connected, so the map expanded appropriately. Um, but the way I read it initially, I thought it could expand to any location, including areas that weren't connected to the map. Yeah, and that is okay. not the case whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Okay, so uh, next question for our um, holiday New Year's conversation is... Oh, uh, I didn't realize you are changing the question. I need to answer the question. For oh, okay. Well, we can come uh, back to it, but lay it so, on. So my favorite gift that I totally did not expect, this is a, my wife surprised me. First time I've been surprised at Christmas in probably 25 years at least. Okay. Um, she went out on her own, had a lady make a um a quilt um, okay a uh a a levi quilt um in uh red and gold with a a big patch in the center that's got 49ers logo on it and the back of the quilt is all red it's this is a big quilt my my biggest complaint about most quilts you get or blankets you get in the stores they're too small Mm -hmm. so she she bought this handmade huge levi quilt with um with 49ers stuff all over it and I had no clue that it was happening. She no, handed me this cool. big, big box and goes, here you go. And I, I was like, I didn't what buy is this. this? Yeah, I didn't buy this box. What Dude, I this? love a nice Levi quilt, too. They're like freaking warm and just cozy. Yeah. So um, that is the thing that I enjoyed the most of the holiday. And it was honestly it was <laughs> one of the best gifts I've ever received. So very cool. All right. Well, so now to move on, because it's not. It's the holidays are not all about receiving; they're also about giving. So uh, let's let's talk about a favorite gift that you gave. Uh, and I will start again. And mine turned into this like sort of almost like a fever dream madness. So <laughs> my family's had this joke for years that my wife's spirit animal is the sloth, uh, because you can very easily look up on it, the internet. Um, there's this like sloth logo that says um, nap all day, sleep all night, party never. And we're like, <laughs> and my, my wife is a napper. Like she loves to nap and like um, she thinks there's very few problems that can't be solved by just sleeping, you know? And so that just has kind of been a joke and you guys know my wife and know that, that she is by no means a lazy person. <laughs> so True. Yes. So the whole sloth thing is like this hilarious joke. So I basically had a, a heraldry custom made with this sloth uh, logo that I just described to you. I should find it. I'll share it on the Discord chat. But um, And then it like morphed into – it was basically like the algorithm was listening or saw what I was searching for. And so I got my wife like a half a dozen sloth-themed gifts. So she has like a sloth heraldry now and a sloth um, – it's called an Udi, but it's basically a Snuggie, right? Uh, and 
my daughter, who is the knitter, knitted a sloth hanger, like a plant hanger. So it, it, it its body holds a little succulent inside of it, and it hangs, you know, sloth style from a stick. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm forgetting one of the things. Anyway, I was like laughing my guts out, um, you know, and I wrote a little poem to go along with it. And anyway, I was like, I was <laughs> too entertained by my own um, madness than I probably deserve to be. So I'm going to find that and post it on Discord and we can move on to Jay. Um, sorry, this is best present I gave? Yes, yes. Present you uh, most enjoyed. Um, so this was... Uh, Brian had a not a very long list, but the one that um, he... The thing that he wanted the most was we had a cat that passed away a while ago and... We took her to the emergency vet, and and that was who cremated her and gave us a box, a wood box for her. Um, And then we went to, we had another cat who died a little bit after that, and our normal vet cremated. And the box that we got from them was much nicer, and so, you know, he wanted me to get a box like that for our, our other cat. And, um... It ended up being um, a little bit more involved of a quest than I expected. Like I, I had to. Yeah, I, I would have thought that I could have just gone to the vet's office and gotten this box, but no, I had to like drive into the middle of nowhere in Rigby, Idaho. Oh, and, oh really? Okay. And it was like this plot of land that had like a little shed that had electricity and stuff, and then like. Uh, five or six cremation furnaces, and that was basically all that was there on that plot of land in the middle of nowhere. And so it was uh, definitely a very strange uh, experience. But um, yeah, it was it was the thing that Brian wanted the most, and he was uh, was as I guess as excited as you can be to get something that is. Uh, a box for the remains of a pet. Yeah, it's such a sad memory, sure, but yeah. I love that it basically turned into like a literal quest. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, and then I had to cast it into the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> also, kudos to you and Brian for like giving each other a list. <laughs> my my children were like because my wife this year actually like <laughs> did give them kind of a list of you know, like some shoes that she wanted and whatever. And they were like, yes, can we please normalize just telling each other what gifts we want? <laughs> so that's a thing. Trevor. Um, so I have several, but I'm just going to focus in on one. Um, we, as a family, we've always just, my kids have just given us a list and we've literally not deviated from that list. Um, so my kids have basically known what they get for Christmas for at least the last five or six years. Okay. Um, but this year, um, my youngest who went with us to board game geek con and he came away saying his board game of show was, uh, the betrayal at the house on the Hill, um, that he played with his sister and, um, with Josh's son. And, uh, that was not on his list. And I was like, well, you're going to get it. So I, I bought him uh, betrayal at house on the Hill and he wasn't expecting it at all. And we, uh, I lied. You know what? We, we played a game of betrayal at the house on the Hill. Was uh, it, did you get third edition then? Yes. Oh, yes, okay. Yes, we did. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. We bought betrayal at house on the Hill, third edition. And, um, and we played it. Um, I was the trader and I killed my children and they were, very unhappy especially uh, my middle <laughs> my middle child who does not deal with loss very well um he he was so mad at his brother for making him play uh-huh um, he ah. storm, stormed off he he had a horrible time oh, no. um, but uh the, the my daughter and my youngest they loved it they had a lot of fun so but my youngest he just he he loves betrayal so it seems like one of you had said that you had played betrayal legacy had was it oh i have yeah you I have both yeah we, have? we've played it too we never finished it i think aren't there like 13 episodes in the campaign and i feel like my family got to like 10 or 11 basically 
so close. I did finish it. Um, I don't remember how you many kind games of, it was. It seems like you were kind of lukewarm on it, Trevor. It has a lot, a lot of situations where we were running to forums to try to find clarification. Oh, it, yeah, it, it I did. think that is, I remember that too. We just, like, basically my family ended up getting old and, you know, them all being their separate ways. And so, and we, it was funny because they brought it up a couple times over the holiday, like maybe we should break it out, but it was like we never had the, that's the one challenge with legacy games, right? We never had the the same composition available again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we, we that's hard. We played it with my Saturday morning group, which is essentially my wife, my youngest son, me, and one friend. So there's really only one additional person we have to schedule with. And so that's how we got it done. Um, although we did not play it when with my son. We played it with somebody else. So anyway, that was it's been a few years now since we played it. But I the experience was good. I did enjoy it. But there was a lot of times where it seemed to assume that you knew what it was talking about or where the rules were quite vague, where we spent a lot of time looking for clarification. And and I don't know if some of, if there's been an FAQ since, you know, because we we bought it when it was brand new and we played it pretty quickly after. I mean, it came and it's out. several years old now, right? Yeah. Like, yes. Four I mean, or that, five, probably. We finished. Did? We finished it pre-COVID, so it's been that. Far oh wow. Out. Okay. Okay. Unless I'm completely misremembering. We're middle-aged men. That never happens. <laughs> uh, Board Game Geek says we're we'll be back soon. We're upgrading our servers. Dang it! Never mind. Warp, warp. That's that's brutal. Uh, let's see. Sorry, Trevor. I think we got off the beaten path. No, no, that that was your answer. As uh, uh, I guess, a, yeah, a, a, Amazon it. says that it released in 2018. Okay, Betra- yeah, that's Betra- about Betrayal Legacy about. released in November of 2018. So we we played it between then and and the beginning of COVID and it completed it. So obviously we had enough fun that we we played it consistently enough to complete it within a year. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, I actually saw a um, like an Instagram account that I enjoy following about board games, and they were doing like a New Year's kind of resolutions thing. And uh, I was like, that's a really smart New Year's resolution. But basically, it was like to play as many of their legacy slash campaign games as they could, you know, this year. I'm like, I need to do that, except for I, I probably can only pick one or two. Because I basically feel like I <laughs> almost accomplished that with Trevor and his son when we did uh, ISS Vanguard this yeah. last year. And I think we're... What, what do you think, Trevor? Don't we really only have like one more game you think mm, that would finish I have, it? I have no idea. You're the one that read the spoilers. I, I don't... I, I'm i assuming we've got more than one. We've probably got two game sessions. I wouldn't be surprised or... if there was two. I would be surprised if there were three, but... It just feels like we have unlocked a lot of the stuff, you know, story-wise already. So, um, okay, let's see how are we doing on time, Jay. Um, ba, 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 ba. got how, about fourteen minutes left. I was like, how much of a speed round does this does this next? I have two questions left, but if we can only get to one, that's fine. Uh, because my next question is, I guess, uh, well, I guess it could still be a board game, but uh, let's talk about what was your favorite uh activity over the holiday season and you can say cognac on this one jay although i don't know why you would. <laughs> that was a behind the paywall discussion right that i keep referencing it's true it was uh so since i'm inventing these questions anyways i'm gonna cheat and say two so um the first one was actually a fairly active activity um we i ended up taking all of my wife and kids and several of my siblings and, and nieces and nephews and we went to the we went to the Idaho Falls Snow Park, which is a tubing park. Um basically I drive by Bone. it almost every day. Okay, <laughs> but you're so that's how we started. That's you're thinking of the one that is in Idaho Falls down why, why by do you, why do you assume that that's the case? Oh do you drive by the bone one? Oh that's right, because you guys drive up there a lot. Yeah so we you, we do a drive up basically the loop around bone almost every day. Oh, that's right. Okay. So you, you already knew it was there. Hmm. Well, yes. the, well, so it was funny is like the one that's down in Idaho falls. Like I was all ready to go to that one. I mean, I had it like pulled up. It was a quagmire. Did you, have you been to it already? No, but it's near my house, right? So 
I've been past there quite a bit and it's just like because it was so much warmer this year like it was it was just muddy and yeah, I mean the, yeah, the yeah. actual the actual hill itself was fine cuz they used you know uh, snowmakers right snowmakers right right so it was fine but um getting in there i'm sure you'd be your vehicle would just be filthy dirty trying to get mess was that's so that's what's funny so we let's see this was the saturday before christmas so i was ready all ready to go to that one in you know near downtown auto falls and then like literally the internet was like hey did you know there's another snow park in idaho falls and you know and we're cheaper and i'm like well, this is literally like five minutes from my house. So I bought tickets to the one that's up in Iona. And, and it was honestly the day we went, it was a little, it was a little windy, a little chilly, but it, it ended up being perfect weather because like the lanes were snowy and, you know, the tubes flowed really well. And a few days later, my, my other sisters who weren't there the first time, you know, they had FOMO basically. So they ended up going again. Um, and that was the one day that I was like at work or whatever. And it was a muddy disaster. And like, there was, <laughs> there was like, I think there was like four or five times as many people there. And so like the line to go up the hill was like curving in front of where people came down the hill. And so it was like uh, bowling pins of people. Like my sister got knocked over. Awful. Yeah. So that was not great. And so then, but it's like, apparently the wheelers cannot be deterred from insanity. So a couple of days later, my sisters and my kids, tricks out. and again, my <laughs> wife and I were sick at this point in time. So we're just like laid out on the couch. So they went to the one down by your, closer to your house, Trevor. And they said it was awesome because number one, the hill is turfed. So Correct. it doesn't get muddy, right? Yeah, and no, they, it, was, it was only the parking lot that was the quagmire, right? The, the yeah, actual yeah, hill itself. Sense. In in addition to that, every time I went past there, it's very organized. Like the line up there and the line down is very like. There's a certain section a structure where you could be to it, right? correct. So anyway, they had a they they basically the hill in Iona probably lost my sister's business. It didn't lose my business because I had a great time the time I went. So I want to go back again because it's so close to my house. Blah blah blah. But like anyway, they they anyway that was a fun. You know, it's it's funny because like I could totally be the old man who shakes his fist at clouds and be like, you know, back in my day, you, you just climbed up on a hill and you know you you ratchet strapped yourself to a, a garbage can lid and you you sled it down it all by yourself. And I'm like, eh, maybe, but this was awesome because like these tubes that are just like literally built for tubing on snow and just to have like a hill that's you know graded and you know, I mean, the fake snow I think helps. To, I mean, all of that is like is a ton of fun. So. That was that was one of my favorite holiday activities that wasn't board gaming. All right, Jay, over to you. Um, I mean, I'm bored. It was going to the uh, New Year's Eve party that we did at, at Disneyland. I mean, I I don't know if boring is the word I would use for that, but uh, if you compare it to my New Year's Eve party, my wife and I literally sat on the couch until about eleven o'clock at night reading our books. <laughs> so, I mean, and I would I would like maybe offer the excuse that we were still both feeling just a little sick, you know, but come on, that's, that's how it was going to go down no matter what. <laughs> uh, but we did, we did bring in the new year by playing my wife's uh, favorite game from board game GeekCon, which she received for Christmas, which is the Pandasaurus game emerge. I don't know if we, we probably talked about it when we talked about BGG con. It's, I don't remember that one, I guess. I don't think you got to play it. It's, and it's a pretty, like it's kind of simple, right? But like you, you are discovering these islands and you're discovering animals on the islands. And so it's like an island can have a tree on it and a crab on it and a uh, what comes after crabs, a, a turtle and a seal. Anyway, and every everything that you get on the island multiplies the island's total final score value, right? And the game mechanic is you roll these dice and you have to have a certain number of dice to get certain things. So like you only have to have one or two dice to get new trees on your islands, but you have to have a pair of dice. You have to have a pair of twos to get crabs and you have to have three threes to get turtles and four fours to get seals. And then, and you have this option at the start of every turn to change what numbers refer to. So like, you know, I might start out and it's, I have to have twos to get crabs. Well, I can grab another crab tile and put it on my fours so that now I could have either 
two fours or two twos or a mix of fours and twos to get crabs, right? But you've covered up the seals to do that. And so then, you know, you have to kind of time when to take that tile off. And uh, anyway, it's just, it, it kind of feels like a very comfortable game, you know, like the way you might play like um, uh, Harvest Moon. Isn't that a, isn't that kind of a farming game, video game? Uh, not one that I've ever played, so I don't know. Oh, what the, what's the one I'm trying to think of? Doesn't your wife play it? That's like um, like Stardew Valley or something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was trying to think of. Stardew Valley. So it's like imagine a Stardew Valley kind of feeling, but instead of farming, you're discovering islands and and their associated animals. Anyway, it really clicked with my wife at BGGCon, so I'm like, yep, we're getting that one for Christmas, and that was that was how we kind of rang in the New Year is a game of that. So random. All right, Trevor. Close us out. Your favorite holiday activity? Uh, <laughs> eating pie, I guess. I don't. I don't have a good answer here. Because, um, I cream pie. This is. Were there fine. Were there any good? Uh, so it's, it's, let isn't me, it let me... Josh is the pie heretic. Yes, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, does, so by pie Josh. heretic do you mean that like I don't think that fruit should be eaten for dessert? Yeah, okay. I I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> I've softened as I've gotten older, but, you know, it's still, yeah, no. I can't believe you said that. You're dead to me. All right. (laughs) So anyway, um, I will, I I, I don't really, honestly, I didn't, I didn't do that much. I I worked the entire time. My, my children played their games and we didn't really have any activities that we did. Um, And nobody really felt bad about it. They just had fun, um, which is what I wished I could have done. But I will relay a story about what I tried to do. Um, my co-host did not receive Christmas gifts from me this year because I attempted to print 3d print some board game inserts for them. Oh my gosh. This This, is glorious. This, this process (laughs) began before Christmas and, um, it never completed. And I'm going to go into, uh, just a quick rant. Basically I'm having issues with, um, my print bed sticking. Oh, jeez. So um, when I put the printer away, it was printing absolutely just fine. I pull the printer out to start printing these board game inserts. Um, and I, I, I put the first print on there. It prints kind of odd. Like it, it, the print warps. It, it, it peeled away from the, from the print surface. And I'd never had any print do that before. And I thought, well, you know, maybe it's just a, you know, one-off something strange. It's, you know, it's been sitting in, in, in the back room for a little bit. It had a little dust. So I clean off the, the, the print plate, right? Which is what all the, if you went and looked for, you know, uh, troubleshooting, it's troubleshooting, to, it would tell you to, to clean the print bread. So I did. So the next one prints and it prints a little weird, but it prints out. Okay. And this is a, this is a big print job, right? I'm, I'm printing a massive insert for these games and, um, and, and I'll just, I'll, you know, I don't need to hide it because it's never going to get done at this point, I don't think. But it was it was a it was a print insert for Arc Nova, including expansion. Oh, like it was like the full big insert. Jeez. Yes. OK. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was. It's it's glorious. It's actually pretty cool. Um, I get to the third print and I start the print. And these are long prints, right? They're for each section of this insert. It, it's a, you know, probably somewhere between 12 and 18 hours for each section. And there's quite a few of them. So I, I set this to go. And I go to bed and I wake up the next day and um, one of the pieces uh, that I I'd printed, like the, these were like player, like you hand the player his thing and it has all of his stuff in it. And okay. so there was, there was four of them on the plate. And when I got back, one of them had slid off and it slid over and they were they were all over the place. I had, you know just 3d uh pla everywhere oh geez and 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 my printer's like air you know and so i was like oh crap so i clean it off and i try i start another print come back you know whatever it is five six hours later and it's done it again and i'm like why why is this failing and so eventually i'm like well maybe it's the color of filament that i chose right i you know i wanted to be this black insert that looked great and um so i i switched to a different color in uh, filament uh, probably a higher quality filament as well. And I'm like, well, now I got to start over, right? Because I wanted all the, the pieces to the insert to be the same color. So I start at the beginning, do the first print, and it prints okay. I'm like, okay, it was just bad filament, right? That's that's all it was. 
So I move on to the next print. The next print prints fine. Get to the third print, the one that really failed in the previous time. It fails wildly, just awful. Does the basically exact same thing. So I'm like, okay, something is seriously wrong at this point, right? I, there's something going on. So I start doing more more research, um, and everyone's telling me everywhere I read is like, you know, put your take the the print bed and cover it in glue stick. And then let the glue stick dry, and that's supposed to make the, the the bed even stickier, so that if you have warping problems, it's supposed to overcome it. I'm like, so Jeez. I do that. Okay. Okay. So then I run the next print, and um, I wake up the next day. <coughs> I go downstairs, and my nozzle is encased in about an inch and a half of PLA on all sides. There is a ball of PLA around my nozzle. What Just, is the crap? Okay. Like it, it looks seems like, like that's probably a bad thing. Am, am I wrong on that? Oh, it's it's awful because the nozzle itself has all sorts of intricate stuff on it, and and the PLA doesn't melt until you get to about 200 to 210 degrees uh, Celsius. It's it's a hot. You have to get it hot to get it. To, I mean, that's the way the thing works, right? It gets it really mm-hmm. hot and that spits it out. Well, now I've I've got. Um, all of this stuff is balled up around the outside of the nozzle deep. Like it, it looks like somebody took a, a chunk of Play-Doh, mashed it to the end of my nozzle, and then let it dry. Oh, my gosh. So at that point, I'm like, I don't even know how to get it off because it's not going to come off. It's it's wrapped around the, 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 the fine details of my nozzle and the, everything around it, like the, the fan, everything that's close to it. And so I'm trying to I, like I'm like I don't even know how to get it off. Like I'm thinking, okay, well I can make the I can turn the nozzle on and make the temperature really hot, and then hope that I can like pry it away and not mm-hmm. break break anything. Um, so anyway, that's that is the point at which I gave up, and I said, "We're men. We've had many many years where our friends did not get us Christmas gifts. <laughs> they, they will live. We will live. It's true." But, it's true. So I gave I up. I mean, I just put on my bluey t-shirt and remember how thoughtful you were. A years ago, so. <laughs> so, I, Is I just, it, so have you fixed the nozzle yet? Though? Like, well, uh, oh yes. yes I, I did fix the nozzle. So the nozzle's clean. Well, it's not clean, but I at least got all the stuff off. I mean, at this point, I was so I was so angry when I got it off. But by the time I got to the point where it's back to being close to being workable again, mm-hmm. that I just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to push it back. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to let it ruin my holiday anymore. I'm done with it. And, <laughs> and did you and, get it off by, did you heat it up? And that, that gave yes, you. Yes. I basically, the... I basically turned the nozzle up to the point where it was like, it would turn lead to, to, you know, molten metal. I, I got it ultra hot. And then um, burn myself a little bit trying to get the the thing off, Ugh, but I eventually got geez. it off. And, and I had to do a couple of things to get it off, but eventually I was able to to get it away. But it's still my nozzle still has a layer of PLA all over it. That but it, sucks. But it's not like covering it. I can actually see the end of the the tip of the nozzle. Um, but at that point, I just I just put it away. I haven't even touched it since because I still haven't fixed the problem. The, the underlying problem of my bed not sticking is it still exists. Can you get a new bed? Is that the next? No, I mean I could, yes, but that's not the next step. I, I, I've got to think that the that the issue is related to the <coughs> the heat of the bed. Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna, I didn't spend any time on it, but I was gonna say like, so we did end up getting a Prusa Mark IV for uh-huh. our for my son, and it, that thing has printed nonstop since Christmas, like. And only a few board game related things, because he, he is like, I think he's printed for each of his cousins and most of his friends, like the butterfly style switchblade comb. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, and just like, and I have a new credit card holder that's uh, uh, not PLA. What's the other material? PETG or whatever. So, I mean, he, we, we've had a heyday, like it, and he just, he took off of it. So we, we have had a couple prints that have done that thing you know where the pla just like spools off weirdly or whatever and yeah you can you can have failed prints so far we've blamed the cat but uh, (laughs) the nice thing is we set it up i i ended up like getting a room and like it's just set up in this room and so like we don't ever have to put it away or anything you know but anyway i am nervous for when a a massive failure like what you have described comes but yeah (laughs) thanks it is the thought that counts in this case 
Yeah, there's basically nothing about the hobby of 3D printing that sounds fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to buy the most like trouble-free printer specifically for this. You know, I don't yeah, want yeah, yeah. I don't want to fool with it. I don't. Yeah, need, right. I don't need the hassle of all that. And I did it worse than you because I bought it assembled. I mean, it's been trouble-free, and I didn't even spend all the time to put it together like you did with yours. Yeah, I put it together specifically so that I could understand you know, it, when things go wrong, except for in this particular case, things went wrong and I didn't understand. So <laughs> clearly I have failed. Well, let's, let's wrap things up there and uh, you guys can let us know what you guys enjoyed as your gift gave holiday received. Yes. Celebrations and stay tuned for next week. So does the, the lawmaking commence in earnest on Monday? It does indeed. Yes. I mean, I already today have had probably a half a dozen solid conversations about certain laws that I will be involved in making. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right. Well, I'm going to go play some Pale Beyond again. Excellent. Thanks. You have too. a wonderful night. Talk yeah, to you later. See you. Bye.